0: Alright guys, episode 4 of Hawkeye came out today. Well, as we're recording it came out today, but as you're listening to this on a Friday, it came out two days ago. Either way, episode 4 of Hawkeye is here. Hopefully you've seen it already, otherwise you shouldn't be listening to this show quite yet because we will of course talk about some spoilers. So just a quick warning for you since we don't always Talk about that at the beginning of the episodes, though I do try to put it in the show notes. If you haven't watched episode four, take a pause, watch episode four, and then come back to us. Katie, diving into the episode, give me your first impressions. You literally called me in the middle of the day, which you never do, so I know you had some real
1: big ones. Well, just in general, I was just excited. Uh, Like... I feel like every episode we get is just making it better and better and better. And, like, this is solidifying itself so high up on the MCU shows at this point. Like, I don't even know how else to explain it. I mean, there were so many aspects to it. And, I mean, I know, obviously, the big elephant in the room is Yelena showed up. I know that's the elephant in the room. That's probably the biggest outcome of the episode was we saw Yelena. But I also want to just say... Which I wasn't the reason I actually called you, but it was on the list, but you wouldn't let me talk. Some of us have jobs to do, Caitlin. Some of us don't care, but (laughs) I was correct about Kate's mom, and I'm so happy I was right. I called that since, like, episode two. You did. I will say, though, I mean, I know
0: we've said that Jack is a red herring, and I definitely don't think he's as evil as they make him out to be, but we do find out in this episode that he does have ties to the tracksuit mafia. Guys, listen to me. Tracksuit mafia. We totally muffed that last episode. We're making it better this week. We know it's the tracksuit mafia. Anyway, aside completed. We know he's, you know, doing business with them, and therefore he is connected to
1: what who clint calls the big guy who we all know is kingpin however i do want to say and now i mm, uh, while i watched these shows and i enjoyed them i don't always catch everything right away and it's the same that goes for the movies i mean there are obviously things you're gonna see that like i could tell you almost everything frame by frame that happens in the winter soldier because i've just <laughs> seen it that many times but i've also seen it probably 30 or 40 times The difference is, is I've now watched each of these episodes once, and I am going to tell you, I think this happened, but I could be wrong. Didn't Kate's mom give him a job? Give Jack a job? Jack, yeah. No. Not to my knowledge. Well, there was something muddled in that first episode when they were trying to establish certain things, and I thought that was something that was established, was that, like... She brought him somewhat into the company and involved in the company, like, because she has, like, ties and all of that, but I don't, I, like, don't remember, but I have, I feel like something happened there that she was the one who's responsible for him being a part of that.
0: Not to my knowledge, you might be thinking
1: about the fact that he was, like, in her office
0: in one of the episodes, but I think he was just visiting her, like, I think Kate, I mean, I I think we all know that Kate doesn't necessarily know everything, obviously, that her mother's doing. Right. But I think if her mother was related to Sloan Enterprises or whatever it is, Sloan something, that the company that Jack is supposedly CEO of or is CEO of, if her mother was somehow involved in that, I think Kate would have at least recognized the name in some way, you know? So that's Regardless, why I'm, like, her mother has confused. a degree
1: of involvement. But I want to, while we're on this topic, let's just cut right to the chase. Who's she on the phone with? It's someone related to Kingpin,
0: and in his. I was going to say it's Kingpin. I don't think she's high enough to be in direct contact with him. But I could see her being in contact with someone who's like a level below or two levels below.
1: So that could be interesting. Here's why I'm going to rebut that slightly. She is a very apparently well-off person. Well, we see that. Built from a security company who can literally log into like all this stuff and have information on all these people. I would not be surprised if she's somewhat eyes and ears.
0: I mean, that's a fair point. I just, I don't know. I struggle with her being that far up in the organization i think because i'm trying to figure out how to verbalize this
1: i don't know so you don't have an argument anyway <laughs> moving forward then on top of that so obviously we see that at the beginning can i also say how I'll, i no, i've been saying this is the beginning i don't like her mom and she was so out of pocket with the natasha thing that was and, awful well and the worst part for me is like I feel like she's doing it under the, like, she's not, okay, whatever, I'm not saying she doesn't care about her daughter, but if she really, like, cared about her daughter, I also don't think she'd be involved in sketchy stuff. well, you're immediately putting your family in danger, like, that's what Clint is
0: learning, that the people and the job that he did for so many years, regardless of whether or not he's retired, it has ramifications on his family. So does she think that her business dealings are not gonna affect Kate, and that, like,
1: she's just as dangerous to her daughter as Clint Barton. Well, that's why it kind of annoyed me when she... Because it didn't even feel like it was genuine about Kate's safety, to be honest. It literally just felt like it was trying to get under Clint's skin to, like, agitate him. And, I mean, a part of it is get my daughter out of the situation, but the other part of me was like... It's get my daughter out of the situation because I don't want her to be involved and find out who I am. That's
0: exactly what I was going to say. It's less about Kate's safety and security and more about I don't need my cover blown with my daughter. Yeah. That's why she wants Kate out. Yeah. She doesn't think that – I mean, I don't know that she doesn't think that anything's going to happen to Kate. I'm sure that's a part of it. But the much bigger part is, I don't need my daughter to know exactly who I've been doing business with and exactly how we were able to keep this apartment and how we have all our money. Exactly. Because, as we've said before, you don't go from nearly losing your apartment to your husband dying to all of a sudden having all the money in the world and bankrolling your new fiancé who doesn't have any money. Exactly. Or at least not to the level that she
1: does. Right. And so then after this... We get a lot of feel-good, and I'm here for the feel-good. It doesn't give a lot to go off of theory-wise, but I'm here for the entire feel-good section where we're seeing Kate and Clint, you know, doing their lives, not, well, not doing their life, but celebrating Christmas the best that they can. And I think, now, as a as a Natasha stan, this entire episode wanted to give me whiplash, and I think I've, I've retweeted quite a bit of this already on Twitter, and I've seen it quite a bit on Twitter, Everyone asking Marvel to pay for their therapy. You, so I went on Twitter briefly before watching the episode, and I
0: saw some of the stuff that the podcast had tweeted, meaning our podcast had tweeted from the official account, and I was like, well, I know there's going to be some real Natasha, like, references in this episode, so, like, well, first of all, you texted me, like, I've cried four times already, so I knew it was coming, (laughs) and then I saw the tweets coming out of the official Twitter, and I was like, oh, no. I
1: was like, oh, man. Well, and the honestly, like, it was bad enough, but then they showed the clip of Endgame, and I was like, no, we're done. Like, I was like, I, that I didn't need. We didn't need to see the Endgame clip, where she literally is like, I'm gonna just sacrifice myself. Didn't need it. But now I'm gonna start skipping around, because I feel like we have a, a good middle section of feel good, and then we have that last scene. Like, I really feel like that was how this episode was set up. It was the beginning, the feel good, last scene. Now, I, I think I've shared this on Twitter already as well, but I like that Clint's saying, you know, when it, when Kate says, what was your best shot or something, and he says, it's the one I didn't take, and it, it it was in reference to Natasha. And I like them, we see the parallel where she didn't take the shot on Yelena.
0: Ooh, I didn't catch that. That's good.
1: Yeah, I'm like, there's our besties. They're going to be besties. Now they're the
0: next generation of the Hawkeye-Black Widow relationship.
1: Yep. And so, I, because as soon as that scene happened, I kind of saw it, and then everyone kind of confirmed it on Twitter when I was scrolling through, because initially, I forgot, and I was seeing all the spoilers, so I was like, ah, screw it, we're just gonna watch it in the middle of the day. And so, I did, and then I could finally enjoy going through Twitter, because I'd already known Elena was showing up, because I saw it all over Twitter, but, you know, I saw, I saw some people saying that as well, I was like, okay, well, it wasn't a figment of my imagination, so I liked that. I thought it was giving depth to Clint and Natasha's relationship from his perspective because we got a little bit of hers from Black Widow. But I also like that I feel like it's setting up for the next generation and to actually see that play out more than to see, you know, we we just hear about Clint and Natasha's not so much got ever got to see it. So I think that's pretty interesting.
0: Yeah, I do want to go back though. So obviously that scene was cool. But I think there's one thing that we really need to talk about, which is the watch. Oh. What is the deal with the watch? Because I don't think it's the time... Like, it's not the time travel watch. It's not. So... It's not.
1: And I might make you angry with two of my theories. Oh, no. I might... No, I'm going to make you angry with one of them. Uh, The other one, I don't think so. So, here are our clues, right? It's a regular watch. So... Okay, but it would have been someone who was in the Avengers compound because it came from the Avengers compound and it is someone who is still alive. So that takes out Tony. I'm sorry to all the Tony stands, but we all watched him die. So my mind's like, let me go through mentally. Well, who would have been at the Avengers compound? Especially, I would say I'm gonna go Endgame Era because to be fair, this is now like seven years later. So I don't think it would be that big of a deal had it been. You know what I mean? Like, had it been... Well, it's
0: one year after
1: Endgame. Okay, but still, it's six years after the blip, so I'm saying Endgame era in the sense of the people who were alive to be, or, like, not dusted and were taking care of, like, trying to save the Earth. So, not Tony, because he's alive. Oh, well, it's not Thor. Thor doesn't wear (laughs) timepieces. He's an Asgardian, really doesn't need it. And so my brain was like, I'm also gonna take out, like, Nebula, Rocket, all of them, so... It's obviously not Nat, she's dead, so, and so, <laughs> I'm thinking, we got Bruce as an option. He's alive, I feel like I've seen him wear a watch, we really have only seen him in what, I think it was the Shang-Chi end credit scene, so, that's a possibility. The only reason I was ruling out Roadie is I don't really think I've seen Roadie wear a lot of Jewelry, not, but, you know, wristwatches especially. He's a military man. Usually they're not really supposed to always be wearing that kind of stuff. So I was going to rule him out. Now, this is the one that might make you a little angry. But I was like, who would really be a shocking person if they exposed that he was still alive? Or he was, like, around. And I was like, Steve, who has not been fully confirmed to have been dead
0: yet. Oh, I don't believe Steve is dead. So I could get on board with this, especially because I think you missed one crucial clue. And that was that Clint said that the watch would blow their cover.
1: Well, that's no, I, I that was kind of wrapped in the who's still alive as well. But like that was in my head. I guess I didn't say it out loud. But yeah, so it's
0: somebody who's under cover.
1: So I well, guess Steve it would not be, be able to be around. Could it be Nick Fury? Possibly, but he was a scroll the last we knew. Technically this Nick was a scroll. Right. But he
0: still lives in the spy time. Like he's like in the whole spy being under undercover. I'm trying to think what characters what if it's not necessarily a character that we've already seen? Like what if, for example, Clint is holding a watch from someone from his past, and that doesn't necessarily mean that they were
1: in the Avengers compound. I was kind of thinking the same. That it was... My thought process was, let me give the, who I it could be who would have been in Avengers, or Avenger, and who would have been in the compound themselves, and then anyone else, essentially. My only issue is, it's like... not It's not that it's an issue, but it leaves an open-ended question, which... After Hawkeye, we really haven't heard any confirmation that Clint would be continuing. So I'm a little intrigued on what, if they're going to be opening that door to not, you know what I mean? Well, I just think it could be another character. Like, it could
0: be someone who is almost like a Clint replacement, even age-wise. So Kate is obviously the next generation of Hawkeye. That's been, you know, shown, That's, that's what we know, and that's what we expect. Fine. Right. But if you're looking to replace kind of the super spy,
1: (gasps) what if it's Phil Coulson? Wait, that could be interesting. Because he's- That could be very interesting. So in
0: Clint's orbit, they work together at S.H.I.E.L.D. I I know that Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D.'s status as canon is unclear.
1: But that could work because, I mean- Multiverse or- Whether it's canon or not. There's so many ways to explain someone coming back to yeah. life, technically. Or they quote completely,
0: unquote. completely retcon that show. I mean, I, I liked the show, so I don't think it needs to be retcon. But let's say, for the purpose of argument, you retcon that show completely, but you keep the plot line of him being saved by Nick Fury. So if I remember correctly, in the show. He's given like Cree blood in order to survive being stabbed by Loki with the scepter. So we have Crees, we have access to their blood. I mean, Nick Fury's been in space, you know, like we know the Cree. So it's definitely possible, especially after what happened in the 90s. So that plot line could still function, but without
1: the whole rest of the show. No, the, and you know what? That's fair, and I like that. And this is the reason I was leaning towards as well, that it's a character we've already seen, and I think I wasn't explaining myself properly. I don't think they're going to try to bring in a heavy hitter new character, because it would have to be, right? Like, if you're going to bring in someone, it's going to first off obviously be someone from the comics. I don't see them just going with a random person. And, I mean, it. I'm not sure if they're going to want to bring in someone who would quote-unquote replace... Clint, when you kind of already have the handing of the torch happening with Kate, I think it would be a a useless thing to do. Fair. I also think you want fans to be shocked. And I think we'd be more shocked to see someone we assumed was gone be back or has been missing and we haven't really heard anything about them and we don't know their current status than to sit there and see a new face. I genuinely think we'd be more shocked to see someone... We already know, but just have been kind of MIA.
0: So I said that there were two ways they could do it, right? They could completely wreck on the show and act like it never happened and give Coulson a a completely new storyline. Or, and get this, this is where things get freaky. Say that he's dead in our sacred timeline. I knew you were
1: going to go there.
0: (laughs) But what Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. was, is we were watching the moment that Fury saves Coulson is the moment we have a variant, right? Coulson is supposed to be dead. So that could work. Now, I think I, ha- I didn't watch the last season and a half or so of the show because they started bringing in time travel and that's where I kind of checked out. So I think he's dead, but that doesn't mean anything. I mean, you can stop that show at any point. You can steal partial plot lines from that show. Heck, you could, again, start the show all over. But I think what adds an extra layer to this theory and why I'm starting to, as I speak more, like it a lot more, the woman who plays Quake, Daisy, who's kind of his pseudo-daughter in the show, she was supposed to be in the live-action Powerpuff Girls movie and pulled out. And didn't really give a reason why. And a lot of people are speculating it's because she's going to reprise her role as Quake in the MCU. Now that the multiverse is open and now that that's an option.
1: Well and keep in mind if we have Secret Invasion coming up that would be a really good place to have Coulson back in.
0: Oh yeah. I love this theory. I, yeah I'll
1: I'll get behind it. I like that. And he wore the watches too. Well, that's yeah. That's why when you said it, I was like, okay, I could get behind that, because I was trying to think of who would be directly in Avengers Compound kind of thing. But you're right. If he was holding it for him, that that could work. And it'd be it would have interesting implications as well, because Coulson believed a lot in Shield, so it would mean that maybe the resurrection of something similar to Shield, and that would be why a lot of bad guys would not be very happy. Well, yeah,
0: and. I mean, just going off what I remember from the show, like, after... So, it's really interesting. For anybody who hasn't watched the show, I highly recommend you watch it. But what's cool about, especially the first season, is it's essentially split in half. So the first half takes place before Winter Soldier. Then there's an episode or two during Winter Soldier where you're actually seeing the, the Hydra Head come out of S.H.I.E.L.D. and you're dealing with that directly in the show. And then from there on out... Colson is operating, like, basically a lawless unit that is what's left of S.H.I.E.L.D. And he, like, kind of has his own underground S.H.I.E.L.D. for the rest of the show. Right. So, if you're going off of that, S.H.I.E.L.D. may have still existed. Like, I don't know how they would bring the show in or how they would explain that, whether it's the multiverse or, again, retconning it or somehow saying it was all connected. I don't know how you would do that because there's been some, like, major apocalyptic type storylines that happen in the show that have never been referenced in the movie. So it would take some serious finessing. But if you're using that as a framework, like there are some really good options there. So I really like this theory a lot.
1: Yeah, I could get behind it. But that's been a big question. I know we definitely thought because we didn't get a very good glimpse of it. uh, I think in the first episode that it was going to be one of the watches they use to time travel with. But it seems a lot more interesting that it looks like to be a regular watch right now. So what the implications of this watch really well, are it's a
0: regular watch is with tracking, unknown. Right? So it's got some sort of tracking device in it. Right. Which makes me wonder if there's some sort of microchip or data portion. Because Clint like, very clearly says it would blow their cover. So I'm just wondering if there's it's some sort of casing or some sort of traveling mechanism for data data or for some like you know what I'm saying Um whether it's like a, a hideaway place for a dossier or something like that
1: well and it might not just be a regular watch at the end of the day it could hold clues or anything that gives away someone's location or current whereabouts you don't know because we don't know what that all that always means but no the while wa- I like that theory with the watch and I'm willing to run with it I'm still gonna as backup put the, some of those other Avengers I named just because, you don't know. But, let's talk about the final scene. Because I think it's the most important part of Before the entire Before we do show. that,
0: I just want to bring up one other thing that I remembered that happened earlier. So we can kind of go a little more in order. Kate figured out that he's Ronan. She had a very decidedly mellow reaction to it. She was obviously very sad. I think she... But, like, she didn't feel betrayed or I anything. think she's been aware.
1: I think she's been aware... I think she's had the kind of the inkling for a while now. Or for the past few days they've been together, but you know <laughs> what I mean? I think she's been aware of, of the possibility. I mean, his desperation to get the suit. I mean, that's not something someone... who Even, like, his excuses. Like, I'm sorry, but that's not someone that is just doing it for someone else or of any nature. Like, no. That's not how that works. That You could tell he had a personal foot in that game more than he... Wanted to admit to. I'm not surprised that she's not necessarily surprised. Ronan wasn't inherently a bad guy. Right. And I mean, Clint even says he went, he was like, I went back to doing what I know. But actually, I'm glad you brought up this conversation because here is something I really, really like that we finally get from Clint, which is a backstory. And he straight up says something very similar that Natasha always said, where he was like, I was a weapon.
0: I was not a person. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And I think that's really interesting because that was a big part of Natasha's storyline since I would probably say roughly Age of Ultron when they tried to give her depth. And, and you know, I've had complaints about that. But that was one of the, ver- like, ways that they gave her depth that was actually, you know, made sense until they were like, but it's also because I can't have children. So then I was like, mm. but <laughs> at the time and with what it was, that was a big part of her character. I mean, then we see Black Widow and it was all about how you were in a person. He I mean he freaking would kill you the second that you went off against him. You knew you were going to die. Yeah, I mean you the fact that he like gave them hormonal blockers
0: so that his pheromones whenever they smell his pheromones they physically couldn't kill him.
1: Yeah. They were cattle. They were not people. Exactly. And so that's why I think it's really interesting that Clint brings it up. Because I kind of want to understand more of Clint's background now more than ever, MCU version-wise. Uh Obviously, I have some ideas with the comics, because Clint appears a lot with Natasha, and therefore Bucky. So I've read quite a bit of his storylines, but I'd really love to know more about it, especially because he even makes the comment like, yeah, I've done a- good things because I happen to work for the good guys, and... That, too, I was like, that's a very interesting comment to have made. So I, I, that, that conversation to me was eye-opening more into the character of Clint, which took them, let's see, what year is it? 2021. So 13 years since they decided to start building out Marvel to finally give this guy some actual real depth that wasn't just, I have a family.
0: Yeah, I mean, 10 years since his first on-screen appearance in Thor. Yeah. In which he has, like, two lines and almost kills another avenger so
1: yeah there's that well what he well would he really have killed him because thor is like a different degree of like he couldn't be killed but to like a harder degree so i don't really know if his arrow would have
0: if he got him in the right spot like the jugular or the heart or something there's nothing you can do god or no god you're dead i mean think about what if he accidentally
1: shot and killed the man that's true but actually, while we're kind of on this topic, I had two revelations, and these are somewhat why I was calling Taylor in the middle of the day today. One, uh, maybe I should have noticed when Black Widow happens, and I didn't, but I notice it now. With the appearance of Yelena, it, pro- it goes to show that Yelena doesn't know Clint is Hawkeye slash Ronan. Because if you think about it, Natasha talks about Clint multiple times about Black Widow and talks about her best friend. And then when Yelena is shown the picture... There's no recognition, and even now she's going after- She would not be going after Clint if she knew it was Clint.
0: Counterpoint, regardless of whether or not it's her sister's best friend, in her mind, he killed her sister. I don't know. So, there could have been a falling out, but, like, other people recognize Clint. Yelena didn't live, you know, under a rock. She lives kind like,
1: of under a rock. She, she did, was under control. She did,
0: but she's also been out. She know, Like, people know who the Avengers are.
1: It's not as However, I will say, to what degree has she been out? Because that's where the muddy timeline kind of comes in. Because, yeah, she's been out since, what, that would have been right before Civil War. But we don't know what she's truly been up to. And then we don't really know, well, when she interacted with Valentina, that would have had to have been after Endgame. So we don't know how much further away that was from where we are in Hawkeye. So you don't really know how experienced she was with all of that. I mean, she knew of the other Avengers, that doesn't mean she knows what they look like. I mean, if I didn't see them all the time, I wouldn't be like, "Oh yeah, the Avengers." Like she, she
0: references, you know, her sister, like when she's with Natasha, she makes so many references to you, the Avengers and you're so famous, you're an Avenger. Like I feel like even though she was part of the program, she still knew who they were and knew what they looked like, but I think any soft spot she had for him died the moment that Valentina said, this man killed your sister. Because as far as Yelena knows, she came back and her sister was dead and she doesn't know anything else.
1: You know? Well, actually, I mean, if I go off your counterpoint, something I also want to point out is people don't know Nat sacrificed herself. And if they did, Kate's mom wouldn't have made the comment that she did. Yeah. So that's another revelation On top of that, here's my final revelation, and I, you're going to try and probably shoot it down, as you tend to do. But (laughs) Clint doesn't know Nat took down the Red Room. And hear me out. He said someone sent a Black Widow assassin. He And granted, Yelena is technically a Black Widow. We're not taking that away from her. But he is not aware that she is fully under her own control and deciding to do it out of her own revenge. No, I clocked that too. I'm not going to argue with you on that one because that's very true.
0: As far as he knows, they're still being sent out to assassinate on Drake. Well, maybe not. He didn't potentially know it was Dreykov's orders because as far as he and Natasha thought, Dreykov was dead. But yeah. Well, actually, does he? You're right. (laughs) Because Natasha thought that they were done. That's what the whole movie's about. So there's a plot hole. Unless, you know, just because it's done doesn't necessarily mean that, like, Natasha's still a widow. She could have gone out and been a mercenary.
1: My only thing is the way that he very specifically said to him um, is telling Kate, she, it's got really real. She needs to get out because a Black Widow assassin came, is here now. I feel like is not, he knows that what they look like, what, you know what I mean? He knows that level of control. I There was something just about the way he said it that didn't lead me to think that he felt very confident in the fact that, if anything, I almost feel like Yelena's appearance confirmed to him that the Red Room was still around. Because he does not know the whereabouts of what happened during Black Widow. My issue being, though, why did Nat never say, oh, this is what I spent some time doing while I was, was like, on the run? I find it weird that she also never was like, yeah, I, I did that. I finally took down the Red Room. Remember how we thought we did that years ago i guess who's to say she didn't what could be
0: happening is like she could have told him like we thought we did this we thought we killed drake we didn't i killed him now he's dead but as far as clint knows like those girls they went out to go get the rest of the widows right the ones who were still under the control because i think i'm assuming just because drake is dead doesn't mean that the control stops They're still under those mind-altering chemicals. So I guess, you know, in his mind, maybe now, maybe either the ones that haven't been brought out, you know, or saved or given the antidote could still be under control and still be used. Or the ones who choose to continue living that life. Like, Natasha went straight as a widow, right? She decided to join S.H.I.E.L.D. She still used her widow skills, and she still was a widow, even though she was fighting for S.H.I.E.L.D. But there's the opposite side of the coin then, like there could be other women or young girls who are using their widow skills and are still quote-unquote widows but are not, are selling themselves off to the highest bidder and selling their services off to the highest bidder. So maybe his comment was, yes, there's a widow assassin sent after me, but it doesn't necessarily need to be like The Red Room sent them, just someone hired a widow to assassinate him or to come after him.
1: I'm not saying you're necessarily wrong. I just, my first initial thought, and it sounded like yours as well, sounded like he wasn't aware that the Black Widows or that the Red Room had been taken down. Just because the way he said it, the way he acted about it, I'm not saying you're wrong. Like I said, it's very possible, you know, that some are getting hired out. It's possible, but I am going to say with the trauma that those girls have, um, (laughs) I'm not quite sure once they're out from under that control that their thought is, yeah, let me, like... But think
0: about the older widows, like in Natasha's generation. Like, they didn't get the chemicals the way that Yelena's generation did. Yes. Remember, that's a whole plot point. Like, it's psychological control, not chemical control. So there could be some older widows out there.
1: Right, but I mean, they still... I mean, isn't that something at one point their mother even says, like, it's all she's ever known? It You know? So, like, that's a whole different aspect of, like, it's scary to leave what you've known even if it's messed up. So, regardless, I just, the way he seemed to have said it, and he also said someone sent. So that doesn't exactly, to me, always gives that they had the uh, choice to do it.
0: Yeah, I guess, though, going back to your point about drakov like if he didn't know the red room was taken down he would still be under the assumption that he and natasha took it down years before like it's all or nothing he either has to assume they took it down before or he knows that it's taken down now after the
1: events of black widow but my that's why my point initially was if he thought they took it down before it's possible Yelena's appearance actually almost confirmed the opposite. And he's thinking now the Red Room's in existence again.
0: Oh, I see what you're saying.
1: That's what I was saying before, yeah. That he actually, and the flip side now is like, because he knew, he knew especially, well, he he was putting it together during the fight and then when she used the first, like, taser thing that around her, like, wrist, he was putting it together, he knew. So that's why my thought process is, as soon as he kind of was putting it together, he himself never saw Yelena's face. Kate did. But Yelena's young, you know? Like, the, I, I, the half the plot of Black Widow is about how she's, like, quite a bit younger than Natasha in the sense that Natasha was separated from her and, you know, Natasha could get out before Yelena was even considered a full, like, widow. So... That's why my only thought is, if anything, it almost seems that it confirmed that he thinks the Red Room's still in existence. Yeah. And I mean, a lot of his show has been a lot about Natasha and his relationship, so I kind of wonder how that's going to play out, especially now that her sister, who, I don't know if he knows about her. (laughs) Like, that's going to be a big point now, is to understand, okay, so Yelena knows more about Clint, but... Does he know about Elena?
0: Yeah. I mean, that's something I think I've wondered since that end credit scene is like how much about Natasha's past did she share with him? Just the parts that he knew or did she share, you know, more about her upbringing and what it was like in the Red Room and growing up the way she did or that mission in Ohio? It will be interesting. I mean, they're going to answer the question. They have to. Oh, yeah. Whether or not... You know, so it'll be interesting what way they decide to go with that for sure.
1: I want to bring up, and I love Yelena. Well, okay, I'm going to bring up one thing that's in in relation to Yelena real quick and then move forward to this other thought. I really liked, okay, well, I didn't like the parallel of Kate falling with Natasha falling, but I really liked that Yelena literally was like, I'm not here for you. Clipped her to a thing and then pushed her off. I was like okay (laughs) like thanks queen I needed that today
0: yeah back to your thought on the parallel that scared I mean I knew they weren't gonna kill her obviously yeah but I think what upset me was I was more upset for Clint because I knew that Kate was safe I was upset for Clint because I was like he just had this flashback he was just you know there in his nightmares and now he's living it again but I think that's Almost even more so than the appearance of Yelena being an obvious widow. That moment was the moment he knew Kate had to get out. Because he was like, I can't lose another one, and let alone a kid. She's 22.
1: Well, and you know, that goes back to her mom putting things in, her, in his head at oh, yeah. the beginning of the episode. For so, sure. So, there was that. But, now moving on, obviously we see Echo briefly. I was really... Thrown off by Echo just kind of dipping from the fight.
0: Yeah, her appearance there was odd. I I understand because it's that her she would apartment, have the watch. Right? Yeah, I understand that it, she would have the watch because that's what the tracksuit mafia went to go get in episode one.
1: Although to be fair, that raised a question for me because I thought the dog took it. Apparently not. <laughs> Either way, she. It makes sense that she would have the
0: watch. But I did think, and this is going to be probably my only criticism of the show in six episodes, knock on wood. I did think the fight was a little confusing and busy because you're bringing in Yelena. Yeah. And then you're also bringing in the antagonist of the show. And they're not necessarily on the same side. They just know they don't like Clint and Kate. So it's just like, I almost wish that they would have just left it be with Yelena. So that it would have been a little less messy in a way because i felt like echo didn't really have a purpose other than the watch but like
1: well i understood i understood that like the whole point of it to start off was like you know maya's here no like when he was like well yeah i know i'm fighting her and she's like no i'm quite literally fighting her and he's like who the heck am i fighting like i get that whole thing but like even her following kate onto the roof i think it could have ended in the apartment I think like her following her up there got weird and then I don't know if it was like a wake-up call to her if it felt like it got really real when Kate shot her in the shoulder but like her just kind of like taking off was just very strange to me. I I didn't really understand that.
0: I guess the only thing I wonder is if the flash bomb bothered her. I guess that's what they call the flash flash flashbang. Bothered her more than some of the others because she relies so heavily on her sight because she's deaf. So I'm just wondering if maybe between that and then getting shot, she felt off her element because she got shot immediately after that. Whereas I think she's shown that she's like much more reflexive, like she has good reflexes and is able to kind of hold her own. And I think that was the moment where she was like, "I am not in a condition to be able to hold my own and protect myself in this moment." Like. I'm going to take myself out here. And, you know, maybe this random person who's in a mask, because I think Yelena was still wearing the mask at that point, maybe this random person who's enemy of my enemy is my friend is going to take him out,
1: you know? Well, and to be fair, she also relies so heavily on the vibrations and stuff. I'm sure that, like, shook her.
0: I didn't even notice that she was gone. And then I just noticed that there were three people on the roof. And I was like, weren't there
1: four, like, a second ago? I was really confused. I just, like, when it was first happening, I kind of was like, Strange. She's kind of yeeted. Like, <laughs> yeah.
0: It was very odd. Unless, and here's a thought for you, the widows are obviously very well known. She realized it too. Yeah, because think about who her uncle is. Think about who she works for. She would know what they are, who they are, what they do. And maybe the moment she realized she was fighting a widow, she was like, this is too much. Uncle finds out about this, I'm dead. Yeah. I can't get his organization tied up on the wrong side with the Widow because that's not going to end well.
1: Well, and to be fair, if theoretically even just saying, you know, the Widows are still be it, still under the Red Room, the Red Room's whole like, thing is when they're sent on missions, they are to complete them, specifically even if they are to kill them. So it's like Maya doesn't want to be the one to take the kill from the Widow, you know, because like that's... Or
0: she doesn't want to get taken out as a witness because widows aren't supposed to leave witnesses.
1: Yeah, which to be fair is another reason I'm kind of wondering if they don't realize the Red Room's taken down. Because if that's what they believe, because that's a fair thing to think. And maybe that's another reason why Clint's saying you need to get out of this because you are now collateral damage to a widow. Even though for Yelena, it's only about Clint. And Kate's probably sitting there like, she told me not to shoot her. Like, you could see the look and she kind of shook her head a little bit. And it's like, yeah. But Clint's knowledge of the Black Widows are when they're under the control, it's you have no mercy and you leave no witnesses. You come, you do what you got to do, and you're you're done. No one saw you. You're a ghost. And so it's like... I
0: hear something for you. Okay. What if, and I'm kind of going to go back on my own theory, but I'm also going to not... So maybe they do know that the Red Room doesn't exist because you have to think about the power vacuum that would leave. Dracoff was silently running governments, making decisions, and now there's no one doing that. Well, who would be a really good character who could fill that shoe? Perhaps a bald man based out of New York who likes to run things from the underground so maybe he does know but that still doesn't mean the widows are any less lethal so even though they might not be controlled by drakov whoever hired her in the mind of you know kingpin and probably what he taught his niece if you get in the way of a widow no matter who's controlling them they will end you
1: i don't disagree but i am going to slightly counterpoint in saying yes drakov was like running stuff behind this but The big thing here is it's behind the scenes. I mean, even the Red Moon was up in the sky, you know? So my only thing being is, like, yes, but also no, because while he was running things, that doesn't mean everyone... Other than, like, okay, so the Black Widows, as they're slowly getting taken out, not taken out in a bad way, but, like, taken out of the program by Elena and the other Widows who are getting them their help, are still in where they're at, you know? They're, you know, and all the people of power that were already there who they maybe helped get there are going to still be in power. That was kind of the whole point of those opening credits showing how the Widows helped get people that Drakov wanted in power. So it's not to necessarily say that just because Drakov and the Red Room fell, that everything he built fell.
0: No, I'm just saying there's room for a new Puppet Master. So if... A kingpin says well he put him in power but I think my guys better there's room for him to now do that you know and I think to your point about you know the Red Room operating in a clandestine matter manner yes but they're still known in certain circles those being the underground crime circles and who's the perfect guy to know exactly who the widows are well someone who's in, you know, that kind of underground crime, a power broker type figure, a kingpin type figure, that's who is going to be aware of the Red Room and of the power and all of the possibilities that come from a widow being in a scene.
1: I mean, I don't necessarily disagree, but I'm just saying we're kind of getting... I mean, first off, here's part of what my problem was going to be with us going back to 2016 for Black Widow. This was going to be part of... I knew this was kind of going to come up eventually, because it really does start to come down to, okay, who knows what? I mean, we do have to think there's, like, six, six and a half years since what happened there, but who knows what's been shared, you know? like Well, wouldn't it be...
0: I'm trying to do the math here. Well, it would have been right after Civil War. Right. I... Right. But then I guess there had to have been... It's, it's two years between Civil War and Infinity War.
1: Oh, so it'd be like seven and a half, eight. Yeah,
0: because you have to go from 2016 to we're now in 2024. Yeah. So that's eight years. So it's been eight years since the Red Room's been taken down.
1: Yeah, this is why I knew this was going to cause an issue. But once again, this is another confirmation, in my opinion, that Yelena was snapped. Oh, had to be. Yeah, And then on top of that, I was like, I couldn't tell. I was trying to keep an eye. Was she wearing the vest again? I didn't see. It was harder to tell because she was wearing black, but it kind of looked like there was a green vest on her. How would she have gotten it back? I don't know. That I don't know. But to be fair, the Avengers compound was kind of blown up and clearly people were getting other pieces of things that were perfectly good condition.
0: Yeah. Because Natasha obviously wasn't wearing it when she died.
1: Well, and she also didn't wear it for, pro- for like, ever. I mean, for five years, she kind of sat on her butt trying to help, but, like, there was no fight. There was no one to fight. Like, yeah. So, I... I'm done. I'm excited for next week because we finally saw Yelena this week, but I knew it was going to be at the end. But also, where that rumor that there were going to be end credit scenes, where are they at? Well, if we're going off some of the
0: past ones... It was, what, 5 and 6?
1: I thought they started at 4. No,
0: I thought they were 5 and 6. Loki kind of threw us for a loop, because 5 didn't... It was, like, 4 and 6, because I think they killed Loki at the end of 3. Remember, he got pruned. So I think they did 4, skipped 5, and then did 6. No, because the... Oh, I... Yeah, but the episode he got pruned in was the one that had an end credit scene. That's what I'm saying. I think he got... Oh, I guess he got pruned then at the end of 4. Yeah. Which makes sense, yeah, because 5 was... In the land beyond time, or whatever they're calling it, and then I think six was the grand battle.
1: I just want end credit scenes, <laughs> especially even if they're not I think show they're related. Coming next week, well, even if they're not show related, I just want to start kind of putting something more to this. I mean, to be fair, we do have two guaranteed end credit scenes coming to us next week. Oh my god! Um, not Hawkeye related. I can't.
0: But I also did. We're gonna. I that's gonna bring be a different up really problem. Quickly. I did hear that apparently. I don't know if it was Renner who said it. Someone related to the show said that episode five is apparently
1: like... Yep.
0: going to blow it up.
1: Yeah. So... I saw it last week already before episode four even came out. I was like, how do we know episode five is going to be so dramatic? We haven't even seen episode five or four. I know. Also, I did also see... And I'm so sorry to everyone to have to be the bearer of the bad news... But I saw that the ending of this show may have fans even more upset than their loss of Spy- or of Iron Man. Oh, no. So, uh, that's to say we probably won't be getting a happy ending. Why-, why would they spend an entire
0: show making me care more about a character to kill him? Like, Tony's arc made sense. You're going full circle. You're starting with Tony. You're ending with Tony. His death made sense. This would not make
1: sense. Counterpoint, slightly. Because we're finally seeing the depth behind Clint and everything with Natasha, it wouldn't entirely surprise me. Because now we're kind of seeing him come his full circle. I mean, he's training. Look, I mean, I brought up last week the that people were pointing out the whole peter tony and clint kate relationship the parallels between them he's training his protégé to take on after him i mean i wouldn't be entirely surprised it makes
0: sense i guess i just i don't want it i don't i don't like it i don't like it
1: my worst fear if i'm being honest is that yelena kills him and doesn't understand until after the implications of her own actions
0: that would freaking break her i mean if fans are upset that would work because so many people were so upset about natasha's sacrifice what would be put it pouring salt into that wound more than killing off the man that she sacrificed herself for so he could get what one more year with his family i have no words if this is what i happen- i can't i'm and the worst part is this show comes out like two days before christmas like i'm gonna have the worst christmas ever <laughs> if that happens
1: i know because my other thought is like who else would have that big of a reaction they're not gonna do kate they wouldn't do yelena they just indu introduce both of them to carry on the black widow and hawkeye legacies why would you be wasting the time To introduce them just to kill them off. It
0: obviously won't be Echo.
1: Because she has her own
0: spin-off show that's been confirmed. And
1: the only other thing I could think of, which I just kind of feel like they wouldn't do because I feel like they've tried to keep them removed, is the family. Is Clint's family, of some degree.
0: I was wondering that, too. What if it's not the kids, but just the wife? That's what I was going to say, like the wife. Because one thing that struck me in this episode... And I think they've been laying the breadcrumbs so far throughout the other episodes is how much she knows. Yeah. So, like, she obviously knows the whole Ronan thing, but the fact that, like, he has her calling his contacts and checking the location of the phone. I'm like, you're actively involving your wife in this.
1: No, I was genuinely thinking the same thing. And I was like, she has a lot of ability to get a lot of information, too
0: yeah so, as we saw i'm just i mean i think it has merit that she could
1: be the one who dies i would think okay not i don't want to say fitting in, in a bad way but it would be fitting in the sense that he wants to retire anyway that would be his last yeah, well, r- reason he'd to he'd ever be, be involved dad. yeah yeah he would never want to be involved again
0: yeah i mean she is his everything like he obviously loves his children but i mean he adores his wife
1: Well, and they've put such an emphasis in this entire show on his relationship with his family. And while that's obviously, like, I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that. But to me, it kind of could foreshadow that something comes about from that.
0: Well, and don't forget, there was the notebook that Kate found. Yeah. That listed out his family as targets. Or at least under surveillance. So, so, that that was just the last thought I thought I need to share. I hate that. Yeah. I mean, I'm glad you shared it because it's informative and important, but I hate it. Well, that's... Oh, there's one other thing I wanted to bring up. It's just a quick thing that I thought was hilarious because apparently they're doing this as a thread now. Did you notice that when Clint's drinking the coffee the morning after they have their little, like, holiday party, the mug says Thanos was
1: right? Oh, no, I didn't.
0: <laughs> I was like... Of all the mugs in the house for Clint to drink out of, he's drinking out of a Thanos was right mug. And it just made me laugh really hard.
1: That is good. I like that.
0: All right. Well, that was my last thing. I just wanted to point that out because it was funny. But if you don't have anything else, I think we will close out this episode and put it on the books. Sounds good. All right, guys. As always, if you're a fan of the show and you haven't yet subscribed, please go ahead and do so on your platform of choice. And also, if you're you know looking to catch up on any specific episodes or shows that you might have missed if you didn't catch us from the very beginning, we have a Spotify playlist that breaks down all of our episodes by movie, well, there's a, a group for the movies, and then also by show specifically so that you can go ahead and just listen to a playlist specific to the show that you're trying to catch up on. Lastly, we have our lovely blog that has a lot of extra information and context things we missed during the episode, and just other
1: things that we thought of. So go ahead and give that a follow as well. And go follow the Twitter at Let's Talk MFT. I know it was mentioned a couple times throughout this episode because I'm fairly active on it, especially once the episodes come out. But as Taylor also pointed out, if you are not – this is not just for our Twitter – But in general, if you're not watching the show, maybe as soon as it comes out, I would avoid some social media if you don't want it to be spoiled. Specifically, maybe avoid ours as well because I am tweeting and retweeting things. (laughs) So just keep an eye on that. That's just a spoiler warning. But regardless, go make sure you give that a follow and interact a little bit with us. And... I know I mentioned a little bit earlier, obviously very busy next week. We have episode five of Hawkeye and we have Spider-Man No Way Home. So more than ever, make sure you're keeping up with all the content because, and I I can say this, because Marvel is about to blow your mind. So we're going to have to talk about it.